Dear listener, we sincerely appreciate your presence this week as we delve into a series presented by National Security Media. This series will focus on the collaborators in Ukraine and the repercussions of their actions, which have tragically led to the loss, captivity and suffering of fellow Ukrainians. Throughout this series, we aim to comprehensively explore various facets of this complex issue, providing a thorough examination that both the public and future generations can use to make judgments. It is essential to note that we will exercise caution by refraining from reporting on stories that have not undergone proper vetting or are in the early stages of the justice process. Our intention is not to cast doubt on the government or law enforcement, but to ensure that we maintain the principles of fairness and justice, refraining from passing judgment on individuals without sufficient evidence and due process. Rest assured, we are committed to respecting the intelligence of our listening audience and acknowledging the gravity of the subject matter. We extend our heartfelt gratitude for your unwavering support and for tuning in. Thank you. And now, Shattered Trust, The Collaborators for Russia, by Chris Sampson. Betrayal. A shattering of the bonds of society. The Russian strategy of employing collaborators to undermine occupied territory is a well-documented and long-standing tactic. In various historical contexts, particularly during the Soviet era and more recently in Ukraine and Crimea, Russia has leveraged local sympathizers and collaborators to advance its geopolitical objectives. These collaborators often recruited from among the local population, are used to sow discord, facilitate Russia's territorial claims, and exert influence over local governments. When the collaborators are opportunist politicians, the result can be even more damaging due to their access and interest in the larger picture of each village, town, or city. By employing local proxies, Russia can uphold a certain level of deniability and frame its actions as being propelled by internal dissent rather than external interference. This strategy enables Russia to sow instability in regions, disrupt governance and exert control while sidestepping overt military aggression. In wartime, loyalties are tested and opportunities are seized by the ambitious and the greedy. However, as time passes, it's crucial to remember the prolonged occupation that has persisted for nine years in Luhansk and Donetsk. Furthermore, it has been nearly two years since the full-scale invasion on February 24, 2022, in Ukraine. We've witnessed the consequences of actions taken in just days, weeks or months. Yet, over the span of years, we can gain deeper insights into the collaborators those individuals who erode the trust of the Ukrainian nation in the face of relentless Russian aggression emanating from the East. This was the grimace I witnessed on Anatoly Harahati's face during our interview back in May. We refrained from discussing the torment inflicted upon him by the Russians, as this torture had already been documented in other reports. Nevertheless, we couldn't conceal the anguish he experienced, which was vividly evident as we recorded his recollections of his town in eastern Ukraine. Can you believe it? Even after they tortured them, they still wanted to side with them 
he said. Anatoly's anguish lives through the words of many Ukrainians who experience the deep and lingering betrayal of some of their country's citizens. How could anyone help the enemy? he asked. In Harahati's case, the neighbours were aware he was the long-time documentarian of the communities between Balaklia and Izum. He was known for his camera work and was uploading recent documents of the 30 years of footage of the local community when the neighbours reported him to the Russian forces. He had posted videos of their troops and vehicles entering Savinci, and now he was going to be forced by the Russians to make videos in favour of Russia and against Ukraine. He refused. They interrogated him eight times, and yet he refused. However, it would be more appropriate to examine the overt actions further to the south and the previously documented incident regarding the abduction of the mayor of Holopristan, Mr. Oleksandr Babich. In this case, we can establish a clear example of a blatant attempt to seize control of a position of authority in broad daylight by an exceptionally ambitious individual who had already achieved more success than many other Ukrainians. The Sabotage of Alexander Babich and Hola Pristan In the southern Kherson Oblast, just opposite of Kherson, on the east side of the Dnipro River, often referred to as the left bank, sits a small town of Hola Pristan. With several centuries of history, it is a place with deep history, its name translating as Baron Pier in English. At the time of the full-scale invasion on February 24, 2022, the duly elected mayor was Oleksandr Babich. In our previous article, titled The Disappeared, Russia's Abducted Authority, we reported that the mayor of Hola Pristan, Oleksandr Babich, was in Kyiv on the day of the full-scale invasion, February 24, 2022. He was there with his deputy Svetlana Linik to answer a complaint against them filed by Oleksii Kovalyov, a member of the Verkhovna Rada for the 183rd district. Linick testified to the investigative team of the Media Initiative for Human Rights that Kovalyov had done this many times before as a form of harassment. Linick told MIHR that Kovalyov contacted her via voice call on WhatsApp on February 24, 2022, when she was returning with the mayor from Kiev and said, Tell your boss that sleepless days and nights will begin for him. Mind you, Oleksii Kovalyov was a member of the Verkhovna Rada for the 186th district home to Hola Pristan and as of December 2021, the new owner of the Channel 4, a prominent Ukrainian news channel. A month later, Oleksandr Babich was arrested by the Russians and Kovalyov, anointed by the Russian Federation with a deputy title, was about to ascend to being what he wanted anyway, powerful and influential in his hometown of Holopristan. The story of Oleksii Kovalyov, the conspirator of Holopristan. The Oleksii Kovalyov story begins before February 24th invasion, but for our purposes, the crucial point to understand is that he was elected to the Verkhovna Rada in 2019 as a member of the Servant of the People Party for the district around Holopristan. And it is important to remember, in December 2021, 
he acquired the Channel 4 television channel, reportedly with financial support from his parents. Channel 4 had approximately 200 employees. Kovalyov had previously supported political opponents of Babich in this small town. In 2020, he notably backed Anatoly Nera, the former mayor. However, his methods in this endeavour warrant closer examination, including allegations that he facilitated the candidacy of another individual named Oleksandr Babich. As Babich and Linick were returning to Hola Pristan, Kovalyov was in Kiev, but he also eventually returned to the Kherson region, making a stop in Mykolaiv. Notably, he arrived before the Russians had seized Hola Pristan, but chose to wait two weeks before deliberately entering the occupied territory. In contrast, individuals like Babich had been in the area before the invasion and were left undisturbed by the Russians for most of March. Kovalov, as a member of the Ukrainian parliament, was now entering the occupied territory, although he referred to it as temporarily occupied in an April 2022 interview, emphasizing a distinction between occupied and temporarily occupied territories without elaborating on this difference. Nevertheless, it was evident that the Russians were in control of his town. To reach his destination, he travelled to the southern tip of Mykolaiv Oblast and passed through Oleksandrivka and Stanislav on the road leading to the city of Kherson. During this journey, he encountered both Ukrainian and Russian checkpoints. On each occasion, he presented his Member of Parliament, MP, identification and Ukrainian passport, providing evidence of his residency in Hola Pristan, Kherson Oblast. It's worth noting that the Ukrainian checkpoint guards did not prevent him from entering. Instead, they cautioned him about the potential dangers of his journey. In interviews at the time, he suggested that perhaps... Leaning on his status as an official, the checkpoint guards were likely more concerned with more significant issues or potential agents entering the country than a lone RADA member who simply wanted to return to his home, despite the dangers. After a brief inspection on either side, he continued to Herson, where he owned a residence, and then travelled on to Hola Priston. Kovalyov announces he is staying. Interviews and Facebook posts from that time seem to indicate that he dedicated himself to humanitarian relief. However, what the posts do not reveal is that he was implicated as a key individual who helped remove his political adversary, Oleksandr Babich, who would be abducted by Russian forces at the end of March. The presentation Kovalyov made sure was on his Facebook page showed a man deeply involved in helping the community receive necessary supplies. He posted about food and medicine being delivered, but there were also other messages that contradicted his earlier posts. These posts showing himself not only as a deeply patriotic Ukrainian, but also as a member of President Zelensky's party, Servant of the People, hardly made him seem like an opposition figure or someone who would be friendly to the Russians. In one interview with Oksana Kovalenko and Dmitro Raevsky of Babel, Kovalyov stated clearly that the people want to live in Ukraine, and he claimed that he had not heard of any pro-Russian advocates. However, in that same interview, just a moment later, he flippantly said, Russians take people away, sometimes for 20 days, sometimes for three to five days. 
After noting that they didn't take him, he made a very interesting conclusion, suggesting that the decision to detain someone may depend in part on the person's initial behavior. This essentially places some blame on the victim for the actions of the Russian forces. He then lied to the interviewer, claiming that the Russian forces do not take valuable items from the people and that individuals are not taken away unless they are nervous or come into conflict with the occupying Russians. Furthermore, he was directly asked about the abduction of Oleksandr Babich, the legitimate mayor of the town. He responded, I had a political conflict with him. I admit that there is a mayor of Holoprestan, who was legally elected on the territory of Ukraine. That's it. I am not interested in his fate. I know that he took his family, and that's all. In contrast, Mayor Babich was in custody, and over a year and a half later, he has not been heard from and remains within the Russian political prisoner system, possibly in Crimea. As the occupation continued, Kovalyov tried to normalize this work. And while he was now basking in his new leadership role back in Kyiv, the questions were growing about where this Rada member was and what was he doing. The chairman of the Rada, Ruslan Stefanchuk, commented on April 25, 2022, about the absence of Kovalyov. Stefanchuk said, Probably this question is better to ask the faction. From what I know, the question of suspending his activities within the Servant of the People faction is being initiated, because no one can understand where he is, what he does, what activities he conducts, what comments he makes, and whether he really uses his by means of mobile communication and social networks. We do not have such information. But as far as I know, there is such an initiative within the faction to stop his activity. Days later, the news came that Kovalyov was suspended from the Servant of the People faction, and he fired back, This statement did not provide any evidence that I cooperated, am cooperating, or will cooperate with the occupying authorities. That is, it is an absolutely empty statement that is not supported by any facts. However, he began facing pushback for collaborating with Russian occupiers. He often utilized his Facebook account to portray himself as a virtuous worker, serving his newly captured constituency. Nevertheless, word was spreading throughout the country about his cooperation with the occupiers, and the feedback was far from positive. Consequently, he was expelled from the Servant of the People faction. Moreover, investigations were initiated to uncover the extent of his collaboration with the occupiers. Tensions escalated as summer approached. Deputy Kovalyov, newly appointed, continued to post about his humanitarian efforts, all the while concealing his involvement in salt and grain deals. The reaction against him for cooperating with the Russians was notably strong. For example, on a Facebook post dated June 7, 2022, Kovalyov faced harsh criticism in the comments with people labelling him as a Judas and a traitor. Some suggested that he should rely on the occupiers he seemed to support to address the issues. Many questioned the price of his soul, while others expressed a desire for violent retribution against him due to his perceived betrayal of the community. Kovalyov announces Russia here forever. On June 8, 2022, as if he couldn't resist any longer, 
Kovalyov's pretense that he was not submitting his ambitions to the very Russian occupiers who had deputized him. He finally dropped that pretense and wrote a post on Facebook. Kovalyov's post read, Алексей Ковалев, 8 червня 2022 Вчера был Алексей Ковалев, June 8, 2022 Yesterday I attended a very important event for me and for all farmers in our region. The first deputy head of the administration of the president of the Russian Federation, Sergei Kirienko, met with farmers of the Kherson region. First, it was declared that Russia is here seriously and forever. Secondly, at the meeting we voiced all our questions and wishes, everything that worries any agricultural producer of the Kherson region, what to do with the implementation of grain and technical crops for the 2021 harvest. What about the 2022 crop? To whom and how to sell? What market, state and other mechanisms will be used? All issues were discussed in maximum detail. Full-scale integration of Kherson region farmers into the economic model of Russia is planned. All instruments of support for producers of agricultural production that are effective in the territory of the Russian Federation will be applied. I think that I will say not only about myself, but also about the other participants of the meeting, people left with the realization that Russia hears and understands us. In addition to agrarian issues, the status of the Kherson region was also discussed. I will repeat. Russia is forever and closer integration with Russia is already underway. And there you have it, the admission and resignation of the region to the occupiers. Kovalyov stating clearly, the status of the Kherson region was also discussed, and then unconditionally writing in bold propaganda terms as if straight from Vladimir Putin's mouth, Russia is forever, and closer integration with Russia is already underway. And as you could expect, the reaction against him was set in motion to deal with the professed collaborator. Immediately, the general prosecutor announced criminal investigation would begin into Kovalyov. A statement from prosecutor Irina Venediktova stated, The operatives of the Bureau established that the deputy cooperates with the occupation forces of the Russian Federation in the temporarily occupied territory of the Kherson region. Enterprises under his control supply food products to the Autonomous Republic of Crimea with further sale on the territory of the Russian Federation and also import fuel and lubricants from occupied Crimea to Kherson Oblast. The deputy ensures the placement of personnel of the occupation forces in the premises of the sanatorium under his control, located in the city of Holopristan, Kherson region. Moreover, on his page in one of the social networks, the deputy himself says that he cooperates with the occupiers and believes that Russia is in Kherson Oblast for a long time. According to the materials of the SBI, in April of this year, the Prosecutor-General initiated criminal proceedings based on the elements of the crime provided for in the fourth part of Part 4 of Article 111-1 to 1 of the Criminal Code of Ukraine, Collaborative Activity. The investigation is ongoing. June 22, 2022. Attempted assassination. Within weeks, Kovalyov's car was blown up. It didn't take long for blogger Yevgen Shevchenko to claim Kovalyov was dead. It was also revealed at the time 
that prior to the post-announcing work with Russia, there had been no criminal case against Kovalyov. Days later, Ukrainian intelligence chief Kirillo Budanov confirmed at least knowledge of the activities in the Kherson region, stating, I can confirm that a certain action was taken. The car was definitely blown up. What condition this collaborator and traitor is in is still to be determined. However, Kremlin propaganda outlet RIA Novosti aired video via telegram with the caption, Kherson politician and ex-member of the Ukrainian Rada Kovalyov released a video from the hospital. I am alive and well. I will return to work on Monday, and that this attempt to kill him was from local partisans who would not succeed. August 28, 2022 that evasion of destiny for this collaborator did not last long. Just two months later, the news came on August 28, 2022, through Russian official news account on Telegram. Investigators of the Investigative Committee of Russia will record and investigate the circumstances of the commission of a crime against the deputy chairman of the Herson CAA. According to preliminary data, Alexei Kovalev Deputy Chairman of the Military Civil Administration of the Kherson Region for Agriculture, died as a result of a gunshot wound. The attack took place at his place of residence on August 28, 2022. A girl who lived with the deceased also became a victim of the attackers. The Investigative Committee of Russia will take measures to identify those involved in the armed attack, and their actions will be given a criminal legal assessment. After Kovalov's assassination. Later, when the Russians had descended on Hola Pristan, the local deputy chair of the Kherson Regional Council, Yuri Sobolevsky, posted on Telegram. There is information that the Orcs are planning to carry out filtering activities in Holopristan today. Additional forces have been deployed there. Checks and searches of the population will be carried out. By filtration activities, the Russians would capture more Ukrainians, search and seize more innocent citizens in their effort to stomp out any partisan resistance. And while Kovalyov is dead, the mayor he sabotaged and many others were detained or killed. Oleksandr Babich is still in captivity in the Russian pre-trial detention centres. Ultimately, the Ukrainian government seized the assets of Channel 4 on September 4th, 2022, and Oleksiy Kovalyov is going to be remembered in Ukraine as a collaborator, a traitor, and a man who put ambition above his country. However, in Russia, Vladimir Putin honoured Kovalyov. Putin honoured him with the Order of Courage medal issued October 7th, 2022 to his mother and brother. At this time of publication, there are hundreds of cases already filed in the criminal courts in Ukraine. In future episodes, we will look at other cases of accused collaborators and the laws that still evolve along this very complicated topic. We will explore how neighbours in formerly occupied territories are recovering after dealing with such betrayals, and we will document the consequences of those who betrayed fellow Ukrainians in favour of the Russian Federation. 
We thank with deep sincerity the hard work of the organisations working tirelessly on this matter, including Zamina Group, the Media Initiative for Human Rights and the amazing crew at the Ukraine Media Centre. We are able to learn more because of your tireless work. Coming soon. We explore the forces that resist occupation and who give hope to those who wait for liberation. It is the story of the partisans. We hope you'll join us. Jacquew. We thank you for listening to this episode and hope you are more informed about the situation facing Ukrainians as families and citizens. The war continues and our effort to bring these stories to you will continue as well. Until then, thank you for listening. This article and the other content produced at National Security Media is produced with kind donations by listeners and readers like you. Please consider a donation so we can focus on documenting these vital stories. Thank you for your support and thank you for listening.